All right. All right, and welcome to the Porter Tonecast episode 40. So we have hit 40 on the episodes. I think it's kind of a kind of a big deal. We've uh, had a, a couple weeks off here. Uh, Marco, you're on vacation jamming with your band, right? Kind yeah. Of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, taking a trip all the way across the country. And so we're back, uh, back in the studio. We have a couple of really exciting topics. We're going to continue our pickup history story. Um, today's show is going to be a lot about our P90 pickups, and so we're excited to kind of just dive into P90 pickups a little bit more, specifically each of the models, kind of why we designed them, that kind of stuff, um, as well as some sound clips. So we've got a definitely got a pretty uh, packed show today, and um, so I guess uh, without further ado, how are you this morning? I'm Marco? doing really good. It's a nice good. day out there. It's not too hot, not too awesome. smoky. Yeah. So we've been... Uh, Having this, uh, you know, we we've posted about the shop dog Yukon, uh, and he's he's been in the shop, but he doesn't like me now. <laughs> after after he got a name, he has like an attitude, and so he uh, comes in and and barks at me and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, this is my shop, you know, you can't do that. So, anyways, he's he's over here in a in a bed right by the right by our microphones, just just glaring at me right now, I think. But <laughs> yeah, he's a little podcast dog. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He'll have to make some appearances on uh, some of the video podcasts we're, we're talking about. Um, we're doing some more media stuff later today. We're talking through some of the uh, uh, gatekeeper pickups. So if, you, if you listened to the show a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago, we talked with Dave from Sublime Guitars and Blackbird Boards, and uh, we talked about the, uh, the gatekeeper pickup project. So we're we're super excited about that. You'll see a lot more of that information kind of coming out this fall. Uh, we'll talk more in detail about our role in that project, but really that that podcast kind of covers most of that. So if you're if you're just new to the podcast and you want to go back and kind of listen to some of the interviews and past episodes, we do really appreciate you uh, you doing that. So let's um, let's jump right into the show uh, this morning. So what's kind of our first uh, plan of attack here, Marco? Well, we were still on the uh, pickup history. Uh, section of the story and it was when you were kind of moving into the the first shop that's right, right. yeah you were still in your house still in the room and had justin <laughs> in the garage really. yeah yeah i think we reached a point of um you know not only justin was out there just freezing building bobbins uh in the winter um but we kind of reached a point and i think we kind of moved in the spring of i don't remember what year it was but um I, I remember we had a couple kids in the house and you know kind of running the home based business and anyone that has like a even a hobby business at home understands this dynamic of of trying to figure out how to all this juggling you know, yeah close the door if a kid's screaming and someone calls and they want to buy some pickups you know you're like I need to figure this out and so it was it was definitely getting a little frustrating um, trying to juggle all those things you know we were growing enough to where we kind of needed to figure out something. Um, to get a new space, and so we actually found a place that was kind of like, you know, walking distance from the house, basically. So it was kind of a good balance of being able to go home and help with kids, and but getting out of the house and be able to actually take a full like sales, getting into work mode. Almost. Yeah, yeah, take a full sales call call without having to like duct tape a kid mouth <laughs> shut or something. You know, it was a it was quite the dramatic uh, thing, but but really it was sort of a you know, somewhat of a turning point for us is kind of like the growing up phase of like, okay, we have to deal with rent, we have to deal with utilities and all the things that you have with a shop. And you're like, okay. And it wasn't, you know, I look back and I kind of laugh at, it wasn't like crazy expensive, but at the time it felt like 
this massive financial risk that we were taking, mm-hmm. signing a couple year lease and doing all these big things. And and I remember my wife and I had a lot of discussions about, you know, can we make this work? Can we do this? And it was just like we get hit these points in the business all the time, even, you know, even this week as we're recording the show, we're we're having these same discussions. It's mm-hmm. just a different scale, you know, of discussion versus like, you know, taking this jump and and uh, so we figured we figured we would go for it, kind of like every time in the business when something comes up, we we're like, well, we can go for it or we can stay what doing what we're doing. And and you know, looking back, it was like the best thing for us, you know, kind of moving into a, a shop and kind of having having that space. Um, the place that we found was was uh, an old doctor's office. It was actually a dentures uh, a denture mm. office at one time, but it was also like light bulb sales. And it was like kind of in this older, older, somewhat rundown uh, building complex, and it had been, you know, a handful of businesses. And at one time there was like an exotic fish store, and they were running some, <laughs> some shady stuff out of the back apparently, and they got wow. in trouble. And like, so this this shop was not like not really cursed, but it sort of had this like super weird history mm-hmm. to it. And so, um, you know, getting into the shop, and I think people would see cars there and kind of like the lights on and um i remember the first couple months like oh you're open again i'm like what do you mean we're open again this is like <laughs> our first shop you know and so we had a we had an old guy like barge barge into the shop and like run into the back looking for uh denture equipment and all this stuff and <laughs> i'm like we don't make dentures and he's like well i was here 15 years ago and you guys hooked me up and i was like it's not it's not us you know it's a different business and and uh, so we would get people stopping in, like, "Hey, you got any of those fish still?" You know, and it's like it's that keyword for like sell, else, selling yeah. drugs out of the back or something. You know, so it was, it, it was crazy. I I, th- I was like, "Man, what are we getting into?" Like, who knows what was here? You know, and it was a it the last thing it was some, some kind of light bulb sales. I mean, who sells light bulbs out of a creepy little shop? You know, but uh, yeah. So we would get mail for the light bulb guys. We would get like light bulb samples and. <laughs> in the mail and, and we're just like man this is so weird like this is just just super weird but we we're happy to have a space and i remember we took um i don't remember the square footage but it was kind of a, a big room and then there was a back room and just a bathroom it was very very basic very straightforward um, but we had a room for for bobbins and we had just bought a laser at that time and so mm-hmm. so we had a, kind of like the laser in the back and then we had a main room and uh, the laser room was also like the demo room and so we we shoved some guitars on the wall and uh, had demos set up there, and and uh, so we kind of, kind of tried to make it work, you know, and and that went good for a couple of years, and then we we actually blew out the wall and took the unit next to next to us, and we had a few more rooms, but it was all still doctor's office rooms, and so there was a guitar repair room. I remember we set that up, mm-hmm. and there's a sink in that room, and then there's the office area, and there was a sink in that room, and. And the showroom had a sink in it, and like, so the the part we expanded into was like literally just tiny little like pocket rooms. With sinks everything, everywhere. yeah, we had like ten sinks in the shop, you know. I do remember that. Yeah. So just in case you need to drink or wash your hands, like we have more than enough <laughs> places. Like we could have people come in and wash their hands and still not use all the sinks, yeah. you know. So that was good because we kind of moved the showroom and we kind of um, we kind of started growing from there. Um, and really, like, you know, that part of the history of the business was really like when 
we started to kind of establish ourselves a little bit. It was nice to have a place. It was nice to have a, um, you know, place that we could go in and focus and work and kind of start building some some new products and and develop stuff. Mm-hmm. We shot a lot of the early videos. You probably see like um, some of those videos kind of on YouTube. Some of the earliest videos were in there. Um, we were developing the Krosis guitar when we were in that shop as well. So it was kind of like we would use this little back room to do some sanding and then we'd take it to our CNC guy and back and forth and then send it to paint. So like, it was, I mean, I think the room was like five feet by 10 feet or something yeah, that we were was, doing all the woodworking in. It was pretty small. Yeah. And so <laughs> we're trying to develop a guitar and then and doing all that. But a lot of the promo videos for the Krosis were shot in there. Um, a lot of that stuff. So it kind of brings back a lot of memories because it was like, man, we, we really sort of started building a good foundation in that shop. And, um, but then we quickly realized space was a, a premium again. Mm-hmm. And since we wanted to do guitars, we couldn't exactly do it in, in that tiny a carpeted room. room. Yeah. I, think, I think the room we used was like the, the actual like dental exam room or something like that because it had like a linoleum floor. Mm-hmm. And so it worked pretty good for woodworking because you can kind of just sweep it up real easy. Yeah, so that was kind of a, an interesting shop for sure. And we had a lot of different different rooms and different spaces, but really it was a, a big foundational thing for for the business and kind of like us grow, going forward and kind of moving uh, into the new shop, which we're in right now. And so that kind of brings us to that transition of like, all right, we have a new shop opportunity and things are getting tight, but we need to move and we need to expand and all this stuff. So that'll be kind of the next topic that we talk about. And then we'll go from there uh, in the history because we're kind of getting up to like only like a year and a half ago. So like the the history is like pretty recent. It's not like back in the day, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, um, but we'll kind of jump into our our next topic, um, which is you know continuing that that pickup myth theme. Um, one of the things that we we find comical being. A pickup company is we hear a lot of things out there like, oh, I thought that this was this way, or I thought you need to have this part to make it sound good, or, or it needs to be this or it needs to be that, and we don't really make it our, our goal to like bust these myths, but sometimes we build pickups according to a sound that we're chasing, and oftentimes the solution is maybe a part that's not highly regarded mm-hmm. or something like that, or it's a, you know, different spec wire than the original kind of thing or different spec bobbins or or things like that and and our philosophy has always been like it's about the tone it's not about uh, the components are are part of the tone but some things don't matter and and so the topic for for today is really um ceramic magnets so that's the ceramic magnet magnets are kind of a uh, an interesting subject um if you read online so We'll start kind of, Marco, with, I guess, like, what are some things that you've heard about ceramic magnets, just off the top of your head, that, that maybe you've seen online and opinions about them? Well, I've got a lot of buddies that have just had bad experiences with ceramic magnets, or they, you know, they get a guitar by big manufacturer, you know, who, whoever it is, and they pull out the pickups because they think that the pickups are terrible, and then they see these two little ceramic bar magnets hanging out underneath the pickup, you know, and... uh I'm pretty sure that they switch to like like Fender or whatever switch to from Alnico to ceramic as like a cost cutting thing and um, 
just kind of for economic reasons, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's causing the problem with the pickup. You know, that there's lots of factors that where the, where that could go wrong, and you know, people think that the ceramic is maybe kind of like boomy or or kind of almost like ice picky in yeah, a way, sterile, depending on the walk. I think it's yeah. sterile sounding. Yeah, yeah, and and I see what you're saying too because. Like you think about sometimes it is like it is almost always a financial decision with ceramic magnets because they are definitely cheaper mm-hmm. than Alnico magnets, um, and some of it probably the perception is like, well, Fender didn't start out with ceramic magnets or Gibson didn't start out with this, and so they must they must suck or they must be like just the tone is is not good. Um, so we kind of got into that point and. And honestly, when I started, this is funny because I, I was kind of, a, I had this like perception of ceramic magnets because I was kind of playing blues and, and rock and, and even a little bit of jazz kind of thing as a guitar player. And I was like, man, I don't want ceramic magnets. They're, you know, they're this and they're that and they're metal magnets and they're, mm-hmm. you know, shredder like pickup magnets and they're not like any of these other magnets. And, and so um, thankfully, I don't know what really caused me to start experimenting but as we were developing some of the early humbuckers, um, we we realized we needed kind of a something that was edgier, something that was brighter, something that would cut through the mix mm-hmm. a little bit more. So that's like literally when our clear humbucker was developed was, okay, let's build something around a ceramic magnet mm-hmm. and see if we can make it sound like we want. So we kind of did a hot wine paired with the ceramic. So it was definitely very, very um, clear and articulate mm-hmm. and like, that's why we call it the clear because it's kind of like a, a one-word description of what the pickup is. And then we found like country guys started buying it, putting it in the neck position. People putting it in banjos. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, banjos. That's right. And then um, doing more like stuff that we would never expect with that magnet. And you know, whereas people are like, oh, I don't know about this. And mm-hmm. and I've had the clear humbucker in my strap. That's for, true. Yeah, for years, and I just haven't taken it out. And it works pretty well and it sounds good split. And so we've kind of, what we did is we started with the magnet and we didn't just say like, let's just wind something that works. We really was like, let's see how we can balance this magnet and match it with, with something we really like. So we took like more of a modern kind of wind and um, a different gauge wire. Yeah. So it was a 43 instead of a, a 42 gauge wire. Kind of came up with a pretty good recipe, I think, for, for that. Um, and a lot of people will say, Oh, the clear is a ceramic. I don't even want that. They don't even want but to then, hear it. <laughs> but then when people get it, they're like, "Man, this is a cool pickup. It really fits this certain style." And if you've got a really muddy guitar, you know, we've been selling the classic clear combination to Les Paul guys because they're like, "Man, my guitar's kind of muddy. Mm-hmm. What can I do to kind of bring some life out of it?" And that's that's been the way that that's worked out. And then, kind of by default, when we were developing our S90s and our 90s, we needed some mini bar magnets to fit up against the pole pieces to make a true P90 design. And the only thing that we had that would fit kind of in that space and still fit a cover and kind mm-hmm. of in the pickup routes was ceramic magnets. And so like, okay, these will work for this. And so we took the ceramic magnets and one of the things that was a benefit is the power of the ceramic magnet actually helped because we don't have a keeper bar on the 90s mm-hmm. or or the S90s, so they just rest up against the pole pieces and help transfer that magnetism up through the pickup with that extra power. So, like the mini bars in that situation, and or the and now, thing. yeah. So now, lo and behold, like our 90s probably are one of our best sellers, 
and the S90 is, is probably in the top two or three of our strap models. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just it's interesting how that perception of the ceramic magnet, maybe it's changing, you know, because people, you know, people, hey, are these Alnico? And you're like, no, they're ceramic. They're like, oh. oh. <laughs> and they're like, well, I can't, like, pretend I don't like the pickup mm-hmm. now just because I found out they're ceramic bar magnets. But I think that there's a, like I said, that perception. And we haven't, like, made it our goal to like bust that perception. But I think it's, um, like we were talking this morning, I think it's kind of funny that, that it um, works out that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's just so many factors go into, come into play and, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's so funny that people just think, think what they think and, and yeah. it's, there's just, there's a lot to pickups, I think. Yeah. And a lot of times we, you know, we really encourage people to try stuff out and, um, you know, if, if you get, you know, you fill out our pickup chooser on the on the site, and we suggest like the clear humbucker. Uh, give it a shot because it was created for a specific kind of purpose and range of tones, and and we think that the ceramic magnet actually gets us there into a certain realm versus mm-hmm. the other magnets that we use in the pickups. So um, definitely, uh, yeah, consider it. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, right by default, we sort of had a lot of, uh, you know heavier sounding clips on the sound clip page for the clear. So it's sort of, we've sort of not uh, identified it as good for that style, but it doesn't mean it can't be for mm-hmm. other styles. So that's kind of what we're, that's kind of our goal. Um, but we don't, we don't know, you know, it's like you think about what kind of sound clips we want to represent each pickup. We don't want to put like, you know, 10 jazz clips and 10 metal clips and like, it is very versatile, but um, it's always tr- it's always hard for us as a company to to figure out like how we, you know, how we want to actually project that as mm-hmm. well. So, um, so our next topic, we're going to jump in right in. We're kind of rapid firing a bunch of topics here uh, on this show, but um, we're going to talk about our P90 pickups. So we're going to do a quick run through of all the P90 models that we have. Um, I don't think we've done a P90 show. I should have looked to make sure we haven't <laughs> haven't done one. I don't think we have done a specific, maybe specific models of P90s, but this is going to be a kind of a quick rundown. So if you're in the market for the P90s, if you're curious about what P90s we offer, um, this is kind of the rapid fire um, mm-hmm. Porter P90 lineup. Um, so we talked a little bit about last show. Um, we talked about some of the pickups that we developed and actually got rid of. Um, one we called the HB P90, which is a hum, hum canceling P90. Um, and we had that before you came mm-hmm. on board, I think. Uh, we got rid of it because we weren't happy with the tone. So we kind of made the decision to go back to more traditional uh, P90s and just just make ver- a variety of wines within those. Um, the one, the one I'll start with the the one that's different from everything else is called the A90, which is a Alnico rod magnets in a P90 soap bar case, basically. So it's kind of like a a jazz master shrunk down to the, the P90 footprint, basically. Mm-hmm. And we actually, the way we do it is it's the same wind as our modern Jazzmaster in the P90 uh, you know, case. So that way it's like, if you like the modern Jazzmaster tone, you can get it in your P90 routed guitar. And that, it's, it's the same number of turns, mm-hmm. it's the same magnet, same coil size. It's different housing. Literally the same pickup. So <laughs> that's kind of cool that, that uh, we can fit that in there. So... The A90 is definitely our different one. It's the again the Alnico rods, Alnico fives. 
Or okay. Alnico 2s if that's Or Alnico 2s if you want to. I think it has to be a special order at yeah. that point, but we can do Alnico 2s. We can do it. Yes. So let's uh, have you talk through kind of some of the other models that uh, we've actually been winding quite a bit of these yeah, models mm-hmm. uh, this last two weeks. A couple orders uh, for a lot of P90s, actually. And, and and it's fun for me seeing the very specific, you know, some builders will have specific requests for their wines on their P90s, but... A popular one is the the vintage P90 and also the vintage hot, which is just kind of the, you know, the the big brother. I like to think yeah. of it to the to the vintage yes. style the, P90, the slightly uh, uh, more annoying brother or the louder brother. Yeah, the louder brother. Yes, let's just call it the louder the brother. Louder brother. <laughs> and so typically, those are the. Uh, it's uh, the vintage P90 is one with the 42 uh, plain enamel wire, that the purple wire, and uh, Alnico two bar magnets. Uh, I don't know how many of you know about P90s, but typically it's like a single coil with two bar magnets underneath. So that's kind of where the, the character of the P90 comes from, I think. I mean, the wine and the size of the wine, but also just that it's got two magnets underneath helping to generate this massive magnetic field. And I mean, that's why people hear that P90s are a little more aggressive or yeah. hairy or you know, whatever. Yeah, they're kind of like, about. they're kind of. Uh... I find a lot of people have like a love-hate relationship mm-hmm. with P90s. So they either really love them or they really hate them. I don't know of any people that are like kind of neutral on P90s. Yeah. I mean, we are because because we we like all pickups obviously, but um yeah, there's some people that are like, "Man, it like blew up my amp or like made my pedals like settings go crazy and and, and it just can't like I can't do that or it's extra noisy cuz it's just a just an insane single coil, you know, but but that's like some of that stuff is just like straight rock and roll. You know, you got the noise and you got all that stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what makes a P90 it's, so yeah, cool, you know? It is, yeah. And I mean, and there was a guy in here yesterday with a pickup swap thing. And he, he was really, you know, he really loved the P90s. And he was trying to get a P90 tone in his humbucker equipped guitar or whatever. And so that's, you know, people want that tone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, the P90 design is is leaking over into other... Models that we make. Well, obviously, we talked about the 9Ts and the S90s, which are P90 designs, shrunken to strap tele housings. And we also have the H90, which is the P90 design in the humbucker mm-hmm. case. So we've been we've been trying to kind of find those like same same tones, similar like styles and aggression and all that stuff, and put them in other cases. So it's you're like, man, I have a humbucker guitar. Maybe I'd like to try that P90 in the you know, H90 in the neck and then a regular classic in the bridge or, mm-hmm. or a clear or whatever it might be. Um, so that's been kind of fun to, to see the P90s leak into some of those, uh, those other categories. We also have the Smooth P90, which is uh, Alnico 2, just like the Vintage, but the Smooth is actually a different wire type. So we use like a poly wire um, and we use a pattern that's very, very much uh, more articulate and kind of good all around. And so like Oftentimes, we, we also have the classic P90. Um, oftentimes, those are paired together. Uh, we talked about kind of like the vintage and then vintage hot. Those are sometimes paired together as like a, a neck bridge. vintage, yeah, a neck bridge kind of thing. Same with the smooth classic. And the, the most popular configuration is the smooth classic P90 set. Um, but we've seen people mix stuff up mm-hmm. or if classic they have, smooth, yeah. So if they have or they have a, a Les Paul Junior and they just want a dog ear. Vintage hot oh, yeah. P90, you know, and just chuck it in there, bridge position, let it rock. Um, so there's a lot of that, and one of the beauties of of P90s is just the fact that they um, they really do sound unique. And so it's not, you know, it's not really Strat, it's not a humbucker, it's not a Tele, 
kind of has its own like sonic range. And so if, um, you know, someone's looking for something different for their lineup and they've got three Les Pauls and they want something else, you know, like let's, let's, you find a P90 guitar and put, put that in there. And even like we've done some stuff where we'll get like those Squire, you know, I don't even remember the model name, but it's like a, you know, dual P90 Squire, you know, it's like a couple hundred bucks uh, and you can kind of get into the P90 world without investing, you know, it's not like you're going to buy a Gibson custom shop or something like yeah. that, but you're, you're investing a little bit of money to get into the P90 world. Um, a lot of the people are going with the, uh, the PRS SE lineup because yeah. they have a couple P90 options mm-hmm. there. Um, so there's, there's a ton of stuff. Um, if you're curious about P90s, um, it's, it's a good idea to go and get some. Maybe your friend has a P90 guitar and borrow it and just play it through your own rig for a while because it's going to be different. And a lot of your amps. Yeah, a lot of people get will give up on a P90 too quickly because of the fact that it is so different. It's almost like, whoa, what is this thing? But then once you learn about it and you kind of like get used to it and figure out kind of where it fits the best, you're like, man, this is actually pretty cool for this specific setting or this specific tone or or uh, you know even guys that record, they're like, man, this is a this is a P90 song. It's just like a raunchy rock and roll kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we need a good lead here that just is like That's gonna in cut, your face. It's going to stick through the, yeah. you know, the mix and everything. Yeah, and, they, and the, P90s work, the P90s work through like almost any style too. I mean, you can see them in rock and roll and blues and jazz and all that kind of thing. And so um, definitely like, if you get a chance, you know, going to our website and kind of listening to our lineup of, of P90s and kind of uh, just to get a flavor for what we offer. Um, one of the things too uh, that we'd like to do is go ahead and share a sound clip of uh, some of our P90s. I believe this is the smooth and classic combination. Uh, it's in a mahogany bass guitar, and then this is kind of just a 12-bar blues thing that we had uh, one of our uh, guitar player buddies come in the shop and record this for us. So let's take a listen to that clip. Thank <laughs> you. 
So that was uh, quite the P90 blues shred there. Um, if you if you notice, started out on a clean tone, and then he switched over to some drive. I believe that was the Jetter Gold Standard on the drive, and don't remember what amp he was playing through. But that's just kind of a kind of a, a show of a little bit of the P90 kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you could hear kind of single coily still, kind yeah. of snappy in a way, but. Well, especially when you kick on that gain, it yeah. really handles it a different way than I think. Yeah, and like P90s do so good with like fuzz and drive mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, they just sound spongy and kind of just like just fat and gnarly. So they're 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 definitely a really really cool pickup. And so hopefully that's like that's literally the uh, you know 15 minute breakdown of of our P90 lineup. If you're if you're looking at P90s or you have P90 questions, um, shoot us an email through the website. Um, and as we end the show here, Marco, why don't you uh, kind of share some shop news as well as um, ways people can find us and our our links and good good stuff like that. Well, lately around the shop, we've been kind of preparing for guitars to come back. A lot of guitars are out in paint, and so we, we're just waiting for the guitars to get back and then start documenting them, and so we can start putting stuff up on the new website, which is still in the works. So, you know, it's it's a lot of just kind of waiting and trying to be as prepared as possible. I'm excited for the new website. Stay tuned for that. I mean, check, keep checking back. And I mean, we'll probably mention when it's ready to go. And I mean, because we'll want everybody to come see it. So, yeah. And you're talking about the new guitar website. The new guitar, make, yeah. New. Make sure we're clear. I don't think we're doing a new pickup website. You scared me for a second. <laughs> there. Like, Wait, what? I'm like, you don't know how many pages there are on that <laughs> site. I don't want to do a new one right now. Yeah. We're all excited about the guitars right now. And, and uh, that's what's brand new and fresh and I mean there's always fun stuff being made on the pickup side of things but you know the the guitar stuff has kind of been what we really had you know our 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 focus on I guess and uh other than that you know the normal links for finding us on social media Porter Pickups Porter Guitars on Facebook there's the Porter Pickups Tone community Instagram YouTube um you can go to just Porter Pickups and PorterGuitars.com and there's a communities tab that can take you to all of our other stuff too. Definitely, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, we're again trying to put out a lot of content for you guys to to check out. Um, we do appreciate those who are following us on social media, liking our posts, um, as well as this podcast. Um, if you could go ahead and like rate the show as well on iTunes or wherever you're listening, that helps uh, show up in searches and things like that. Uh, and then always, as always, on the community tab, like Marco mentioned. Um, look for the, the the form on the podcast page. You'll see the Tonecast page, and there's a form there where you can say, hey, tell me about this, or suggestions for show topics, or any kind of things like that, because mm-hmm. we're, always, we're always interested in kind of feedback and, and just, you know, just different ways that, that we can talk about gear. And if, you're, you know, if, if you value our opinion on stuff, we're happy mm-hmm. to share it. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like our opinion on the ceramic magnets that we talked about today yeah, or whatever, let us that's, know. Yeah. Let us know, and, and uh, we'll continue definitely to, to be pushing that stuff out. But, yeah, we are really excited about the guitar stuff that's coming out, uh, in addition to uh, a lot of new pickup stuff that's um, in the works. Um, some of it's related to you know, working with the Gatekeeper line and the Sublime stuff and, and all that as well. So... Look for all of that uh, coming out this fall. And again, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you next time.